Okay. Okay, two over. <laughs> okay, yes, that's uh, thank you for pointing that out. There's like I forget. Okay, and again, uh, so anyway, so we're we're discussing the legacy uh, really, really in safer Shoktim, where we're discussing the messages that Shmuel Hanovi tried to send us. We pointed out in the introductory week that that every every Navua that's written down has a message for the 21st century. If it does not have a message for the 21st century, it was not written down. Now, that doesn't mean, of course, that every detail in the story, because you still have to tell the story. But, but, but certainly, the, there's a, every story has an overriding message, and we, we tried to explore uh, many, many of those messages um, o over the last uh, several weeks. Um, so uh, we're up to Perak Dalit. If you have an art scroll Novi, it's page 134 in, in the Yoshua Shoftim. Um, or you can use any source, or, or you could just, uh, if you're just comfortable just listening um, to me. Now, uh, in uh, Perak Dalit, we're going to meet uh, one of the great women of our history. Um, her name is Devorah. Um, and and as, as I'm going to show you, uh, Devorah was truly one of the great women uh, of of our history. So I want to I want to give a little background uh, of what was going on. So um, we spoke a little bit about what was going on. So we all know that Sefer Shoftim is a cycle. It's a cycle of sin, and we and we identified the sin in the second parak as avodazora, idol worship, and intermarriage. Um, two two understandably go together. Um, um, and the overriding sin of the whole Sefer, which we discussed a number of times, is the failure of the Jewish people to push out the enemy from Eretz Yisrael. When they came to Eretz Yisrael, the mission was to capture the land, to, to destroy the enemies. Uh, we saw in yesterday's Parsha, um, the, the Chumash tells us how they had to come to all the places of idolatry and destroy the idolatry and destroy the altars and destroy the trees that, that they worshiped and all, all, all of those things. That was all, that was all part of the mission. Um, to destroy to destroy any negative influence and create an environment uh, where, where Am Yisrael could truly grow in the ultimate spiritual place, which is Eretz Yisrael, and of course later on when, in the time of David in, Yerusha, in Yerushalayim. That was the goal, and that's why the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin the three mitzvahs that were incumbent upon the Jewish people to, to appoint a king, destroy Amalek, and to build the base of Migdash. Now, it doesn't mean that there's nothing in between those three mitzvahs. It means that those mitzvahs are, are, um, are marks in the sand, are, uh, are, are signs of how it's going to happen. The king, which is supposed to represent Torah. Uh, we know that one of, the, one of the obligations of a king is not only to write, uh, to write a Sefer Torah, but to have a, a Sefer Torah by his side at all times as a constant as a constant reminder that, that, that the king has to, has to represent the Jewish people in, in, in the highest form. And he has to be, and we are a theocracy, and, and he has to impose that the Torah be, be kept among the Jewish people. Uh, certainly, if, uh, if you paid attention to the keynotes on Tishabov, the story of Yoshio Amela, when, when he realized that the Jewish people had seeped into idolatry, and because of that, they were going to be destroyed. So he went on a, he went on a tshuva mission, and he went and, and, and he destroyed. So if you look in the Novi and say from Malachim, how he destroyed so many of the places, as it says in, in yesterday's parsha, 
Um, he carried out those missions. So the overall story is the failure of that mission, that mission to rid all negative influence of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael has to be a place where, where, where we, we have to be able to grow in a way um, through spiritual uh, reality that, that cannot happen if the Canaanim are living there, if, if we're living in a non-Jewish society uh, surrounded by idol worship of, of, of any kinds, and even the 20th century, 21st century form of idol worship, it doesn't work. So, so that that's the overriding message of Sefer Shoftim that we have now. Now that Rashi Rashi quotes the Medrash and Pashas Vayigash when Yaakov Avinu was headed to Mitzrayim, and, and and believe me, as much as Yaakov wanted to see Yosef, he knew that 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 this mission is ridden is full of trouble. In fact, he stops. He stops in Be'er Sheva, and he has a second thought. You know, you know, he stops and he says, "Is it really that important that I see?" Uh, Yosef, at, at, the, at what cost is it to go see Yosef? Uh, am I compromising the spiritual reality of my family by just because I want to go to Egypt and see Yosef? And that's why he sends Yehuda ahead. And Rashi says, uh, the famous Medrash, to build the yeshiva, that, that Yaakov understood that the only way, chance they have is if the yeshiva is built first. That, it, that if we set the goals, if we, if we set the line, uh, of how we're going to live in Mitzrayim, then we're going to have a chance. So that message is really the message of Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, we have to live al Taharas of and the failure of of the generation uh, and the post generation of Sefer Yoshua of, of Yoshua is is that failure to chase out the enemies. They chose taxes. So then, so then, so then they fell into the traps. As we saw at the end of Perek. Um, beginning of Parakimo, that Akash Baruch said that these nations will be a trap to see if they're truly serving Hashem. A very similar idea, and again, in yesterday's Parsha, um, the, the concept of a Novi Sheker. The concept of a Novi Sheker, it's, the Torah says, Ladas Hashem that sending a false prophet is a sign of, a, a sign of, uh, let's see, like, how, how real are the Jewish people? How serious is the Avodah Hashem? Are they going to listen to the false Navi, or are they going to listen to the real Navi? And the, that was certainly one of the great challenges that, that Yom Yohu HaNavi uh, faced in his day. In his day, Navi Sheka were, were all over the place. And, and, and it would contradict his Nebuah, where he tried to get the people to repent, to do Tuva, and, and that was a, a failure. So B'nai Yisrael goes back to sinning. In fact, if you look at the first word of the Pesach, of Parakal, Vayosivu B'nai Yisrael, Vaso Sarah B'nai Hashem, Ve'ehud Meis. As the Masudat David points out, Miyob Shemais Ehud, Api Meis Shamgar, Asuhara, Uvazel Lohaisa, Cheshua Kidola. It says, as soon as Ehud died, Ehud, who, who accomplished a, a, a tremendous, a tremendous amount uh, in his time, his great victory as the great lefty, the 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 southpaw of uh, of, of our history, right? Right. He's a, he would be a, if he was a baseball player, he would be a tremendous commodity uh, with his left hand, left-handed pitcher. Um, anyway, but but and, and we spoke last week how, how the message is that sometimes sometimes the the Yeshua can come from any place. He come from the left. He come from the right. Come from the you never know where it's coming from. It could come from the, the person who, who's not the strongest person in the world, who could be a weak person, and 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 the Yeshua 
comes from that. But it sounds, but it sounds like from the Novi that he had a stronghold. That the people after they saw the victory when he defeated Moab and he destroyed Eglon and and that whole story that he held that he held them tight. Then he died, and they went and they went like that. So onto onto the scene comes the Plishkim. Um, it's really the the first time it, the last pasuk of the of Perak mentions how Shamgar ben Anat um, uh, defeated the Plishtim, the Plishtim, the the Philistines. It's the first time in in Novi that we see the name the Plishtim. Now we know that throughout Sefer Shmuel um, until finally uh, David Amelech uh, takes care of them um, that the Plishtim are, a, are not just a nuisance but a a terrible um, pain. Uh, in our side, um, and, and th their rule was ruthless. Um, it culminates certainly in, with the death of Shoal at the hands of of the um, of the Plishtim, and and all, all the events that that surround that throughout that. There, you know, early, earlier on when they took the Aaron and Haley died and all that. So the Plishtim are are a stronghold, and then of course the Kananim. Now Kananim Kananim could be anybody. Uh, anyone who lives in Eretz Yisrael, Rashi and Chumash says that when, when it says Kenani, it could be the Chiti, Amori, the Frizi, any one of them are all under the category of the Kenani. I believe they're all the descendants of Ham. So, so I think they're all in that, in that same family. So anyway, so the Novi tells us, Vayim Kareim Hashem. I, I pointed this out last week, that the term Vayim Kareim Hashem, Hashem sold us out. Why did he sell us out? Because we did the wrong thing. Because we sold him out. We 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 bought into idol worship, and 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 Hashem was was really angry at us, and he sold us out. The Yad Yavin Melech Kenan Asher Malach He was in a place called Chatzur, which was somewhere in the Galil. Um, the Mefarshim point out, um, uh, Rabbi Przanski in his book on Sefer Shach, quoted from it last week, points out that what what Yavin Melech Chatzur did uh, is that he he. Uh, he undid a lot of what Yoshua accomplished. Like, like he, he came in and he invaded places that Yoshua had captured and had, had set up as hopefully to be a, a place where, where the Jewish people could, could thrive. And, and, and the king of Katsur came in and he, and he really, he, he overpowered them. Now, 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 the Hu the Haroshes are going. Now, and then the other thing that Ovi tells us so the Novi introduces us to a man named Sisra. Now Sisra plays an important role um, at this time of year. The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah that when, when the mother of Sisra cries, uh, how she cried, how she cried is, is, is an indication of what the shofar should sound like. Is it what called, what the Gemara calls Yenuche Yalil or Genuche Gana? Is it a groan or is it a, a, a wailing sound? We'll, we'll discuss another time, but not today, what, why we rely, why we, what we use the mother of Sisera, of all people in the world, uh, as, as the sound of the shofar. And we'll talk, we'll talk about the role of the shofar as well. Um, that's an important idea. But anyway, so Sisera is introduced to us uh, as being in command of 900 iron chariots. Iron chariots are the top uh, tank, tanks of the day. Uh, if you had, it was an impregnable force. 
Uh, and it's and by the way, it will not be the first time in our history that we've defeated impregnable fortresses. Um, all throughout every war in Israel, <laughs> we defeated, uh, especially in the wars against Syria and in the Golan Heights. Uh, you, you know, there were, there were there were the high points in the war. You know, in the, in the Yom Kippur War, where we lost some of the of the things that we ca we we captured in '67. Uh, really impregnable uh, uh, spots where the Syrians were. And the end of the war, we, we pushed them out as well. Uh, we scared them with noise and different things in some of the wars. It's very, it's very interesting some of the stories of how we of how we captured some of these Im how we've captured some of these impregnable places uh, in, in in our in our history. Uh, so so the fact that that the Novi tells us that Shmuel Novi writes how Sisera commanded. 900 iron chariots, the top military force of the day, and, and that we somehow uh, were, you know, accomplished a, a great victory is, is not, not surprising. Again, as I said before, it's, a, it's the story of our history. The Novi is the story of our history. If it's not the story of our history, it's not written down. If it's not a lesson to learn, then it's not written down. There were hundreds and hundreds of Nevi'im. Um, as we know from the Haftor, from Pashas Vayera, where it says Ovadia saved 100 Nevi'im, but yet the Gemara only says there were 48 Nevi'im. And, and, and that, that's, that's an important uh, message. So now, so, so now, so this impregnable force and this horrific army, and the Novi tells us, means he put the pressure on, he persecuted, he oppressed, whatever word you want to use, for 20 years. Now, the 20 years is a is a horrible comment about the Jewish people, because this was going on for 20 years, and it took them 20 years to wake up. When it took them 20 years before they they called out to a Kaddish Baruch They let this go on for 20 years. It took them 20 years before they were able to look at themselves and say, "Come on, guys, you know we we have you know look look what's happening. To why is it happening to us?" Right, uh, we're going to say tomorrow morning, you know, tomorrow morning in Behu Rachum, we mentioned the, the Pasuk that we're supposed to do some internal searching. Uh, I, sp um, I spoke about between Minchamar tonight, the word Re'eh uh, in Parshas Re'eh is, is, is to take a good look. There, we see so many things in our life, but Re'eh means really look. And that's the Chodesh Elul message that we really have to take. We really have to take a look at our at ourselves. And here you see, and here you see that that it took them 20 years before they were able to take that critical look at themselves and, and return and, and and do tshuva. Onto the scene walks a walks a great woman, and her name is Devorah. Devorah Aishas Nevi'ah. So number one, the Gemara says in Megillah there were seven Nevi'ot. She was one of the seven uh, Nivyot. So, so her Nivua, of course, was that she, she, she predicted and prophesied that, that Barak and the army is going to go and is going to defeat the, uh, the, the, the great army of Sisera and Yavin Melech Hatzor. So she certainly played a role as a Novi. She was also a Shofete. Uh, she also was a judge. The Gemara, Toysus uh, and Shavuos, at the end of the second parak, I think it's Tafchot Tess, um, asks the question. Uh, we know that in, in Halacha, uh, a woman cannot be a, a Dayan. A woman cannot be a judge. So how how is it that Devora became a a Shofeta? So Tosis gives gives two answers, um, and one of the answers really talks to her greatness. 
The first answer, Justice Gears, is that when it says that she was Yishofta uh, as Yisrael by Esahi, it doesn't mean in the classic sense that she sat on the Sanhedrin. No, certainly she did not sit on the Sanhedrin. But she, but, but she had, a, had a message for all the Jewish people, and people listened to her. Her message was that we have to observe the Torah. We have to do tshuva. We have to return to Hashem. And she taught people the Torah. She taught, now, we, we discussed um, a number of times that when, the, when, when Jewish observance wanes, um, ignorance of, of Torah and halacha come into the forefront. That's the whole story of Megillus Rus. So, so her role, as, as part of her role, she was re-educating re, uh, the Jewish people in, in terms of Torah. So when it says he shofta as Israel, she was judging them. She was saying to them, "Listen, I, I, I see that, that that you know your observance is lacking. I'm going to teach you how to be better, better Jews. How, how to how to have better Yerushalayim. How to how to connect to the place." And that's one of the answers that Tosis gives, uh, which really speaks to her greatness. The other answer is the other answer Tosis gives is if I have a dispute in Dine Mamas, if I have a, a monetary dispute. With someone, do I have to go to the Sanhedrin? Do I have to go to the Basin? I'll go to the Basin. I can do whatever I want. So I could decide if I decide that you're a, that uh, that you're very smart, and and, uh, and we both agree we're going to go to you, and we're going whatever you say, we're going to listen to. Well, obviously that. So it's our money that we're fighting over. And so Toysa says that they chose to go to her. That, that, that her greatness was, her fame and her greatness was so great that the people actually came to her for Dine Torah. They wanted her, her. So not, not that she had a din of a member of the sun. As you know, a woman can't be a member of the sun. Um, it's a whole question that Roshafta always talks about how, how uh, uh, is, is an extensive din that, uh, of, of Sorora, that they, they can't have these kind of positions. Uh, but but they but they went but they went to her and they said and they said we want you to we you are brilliant but we we appreciate who you are we want you to decide for us uh, what what you did. Um, and now he also tells us about her sitkas that he Yosheves Tachas Tomer Devora. So why was she sitting under the tree? So so uh, the Radak uh, and Rashi both, both point out that because she didn't want there should be any kind of yichud any any sign of impropriety. When they came to her, it was in a public area, it was in the field, it was in the street, and, and she really represented um, really spirituality at the highest level, and, and, she, was, and she was a gola uh, in, in, her, in her own right. Um, the, other, the other thing that, uh, the, that the Mephoshim point out, she's called Eshet Lapidot, uh, right? So if you, were in, uh, if you were in Camp Masora, you know about Lapidot. Lapidot was one of the names of the divisions. It means a, I mean, it means a torch. Um, and Lapidot, Lapidot, either that was her husband's name. So we're going to see, we're going to learn about Barak in a, in a, in momentarily. So it was a big question of, of what was her relationship to Barak? Was he her husband or not? That's not, that's really not clear. There's a lot of unclear um, character people in this Barak. Yael, was she Jewish? Was she not Jewish? We'll get to her, we'll get to her soon too. Uh, There's a lot of uh, like unclarity in this parish. Was Barak her husband? Was he not her husband? And and then the question was, if, if he was her husband, why was he in a different location? Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk among the Mepharshim here about what's going on. 
Anyway, so one of the, one of the comments that that the Mefarsha make is that lapidot means that that she used to make the wicks for the menorah that they used to use in the Mishkan. That that she had a that she literally had a direct connection to the Mishkan, and, and this time was in Shiloh. Uh, up until I think uh, I think the number that they give is 339 years. The Mishkan was in Shiloh until Elia Cohen in that story where 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 the Aaron is taken and Eli dies and then the Mishkan is destroyed. Um, so, so she was, she was one of the people that would make sure that the wicks in, in, the, in, the, in the Mishkan uh, would, would be proper. And, and that's why she's called Esha Lapidot. Mesudat David says that Esha Skaya, Esha Lapidot, a woman of great, of fire, Zrizos Bimaasel, Kilapid Esh, just like a fire burns strongly her, her actions were so great and it burnt like a, like a fire. And, and, that, and, that, and that's who, uh, the Chayn Yomru, and, and that was her greatness. And, and, and because of that, because she was a Novi and she was Rizos, so people came to her. So, that, so, so, that, so she steps onto this scene. She steps onto a scene of a troubled, a troubled group of, of, of Jewish people. Um, and, and by her charm, by her by her great character, by her, her greatness that was apparent to everybody, um, she, she, she does create uh, some form of tshuva. It does say by Yitzhak Kubina Israel that they did do tshuva and they were prepared, they were prepared to listen to her. So that, that's, that's, the, that's the basic story of who Devorah was. And it's all encapsulized by these couple of sukkim. It's page 136 if you're in the art scroll. She judged the Jewish people, she taught them Torah, she set them straight. She sat under the date tree. Um, and we said again, sitting under the tree represented her high moral character. Um, and Israel came to her for Mishpat, for, for decisions, justice, and for Torah. By Tishlach. Okay, so now, so uh, we, we mentioned um, a number of times that the main role of a shofet was to be the general of the war, besides the spiritual angle uh, of a shofet. Um, and and we, spoke about, we spoke about many times that the shoftim came in all shapes and sizes. Not, not every show fate was the God of Lador. Not every show fate was a big Tamil Chacham. Uh, some were, some weren't. Uh, we, we see that, uh, you know, Asil ben Kanaz was a great Tamil Chacham, but Eyo ben Gero was not. Uh, we'll, we'll see later, Yiftach was really not, was not a great Tamil Chacham, but was a Moshia Yisrael. And, and there was also another one of the messages that we, that constantly resonates throughout this Sefer, that the Moshia, the Moshia, uh, Moshia Yisrael does not necessarily Come in the vision that we think that, that we think it comes. Uh, you know, you know, uh, one of the uh, uh, you know one of the reasons why there was such great outcry by by uh, you know many people in the from world against the uh, the Zionist movement was because people felt that that how could people said that, that how could it be that that Baruch was sending people who don't, who don't even care about the Torah who don't care about the mitzvahs and they're going to build their Israel? How could that be? So, so, so Rabbi Tochtel in his Sefer, Emma Bonham Samego, he says, he says, that is the most asinine argument you could possibly make. He says, 
he says, how do we know who HaKadosh Baruch Hu was sending? What, Nebuchadnezzar wasn't a, was the great Russia? He wasn't a messenger of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And the cocktail says, we don't know. How do you know who, since when are we in the business of deciding who's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's messenger? And, and you know, it's always interesting. He, write, he writes in Emabanim Semegla, he says, uh, he says, anyone from is upset about uh, what's going on, so they, they should pick themselves up and they should go and they should join. And that is exactly what happened. Uh, anyone, anyone uh, you know, at the first Zionist Congress, if anybody says that they weren't from people there, they're 100% wrong. With Rhinus, who was the head of the Mizrahi, uh, he was sitting there. He was there. There were plenty of from people there. And, and there were plenty of from people that were involved. Uh, you know, we all, we, we've all seen that great picture where, you know, when David Ben-Gurion declares the state and everybody, and everybody stands up and then they say, Shekhiano, and you see even the, you see even the non-religious people, uh, you know, reach to cover their head and they say, Shekhiano, you know, uh, we, 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 we've, all, we've all seen that picture. Uh, uh, and, you know, and that's, that's part of also the message of Sefer Shoftim is that Kaddish Baruch sends people to protect us, to save us. And we don't know who they are, uh, what they are. Um, you know, Rabbi, Rabbi Beryl Wine has a series of, uh, on, on great, um, great uh, non-Jews in Jewish history, important non-Jews in Jewish history, uh, you know, who have helped, uh, who've helped pave the way, uh, you know, uh, certainly Balfour, certainly one, uh, Truman, uh, certainly, uh, um, we could talk. Uh, I'll tell you another time, Yehuda Avda tells a great story about President Truman after he was president, when he went to visit him to bring him something because they named the uh, uh, Hebrew University the, the, the uh, Center on Foreign Studies, uh, on, on Foreign Relations or whatever it was called. They named it after Harry Truman. Uh, Yehuda Avda tells a great story about, about that. But I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, that message is, is, such, is such an important message. That, that we just don't know where, where they're coming from. So, so he, here comes Devorah, and, and, and she has a great impact on the Jewish people. And now her role is to save the Jewish people. Now, 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 now that you, so to speak, she has preserved and she has recreated that spiritual spark that's necessary in the Jewish people. Now, 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 now it's time to create the physical and get rid of the oppression. But, but, but Islav, but, you know, you know, and certain, certainly that, that's certainly, uh, you know, the story of our people in Eretz Israel, you know, uh, you know, the, the miraculous war of 48 or 56, 57, they're all, all miraculous. Um, and, and, and they paved, they, they paved the way for, uh, for, for all the things that, that we, we've accomplished. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it's always a great story that in Panovich on Yom Atzmaut, they always fly the Israeli flag on, on Yom Atzmaut. And, and, and there's a message there, and, and then the Panavicharova said that, you know, we, we have to uh, be makirtov to, to what, we've, what we've been given and what we've been provided. And that's certainly an important message. Uh, and, now, and now onto the scene comes Barak. So again, we're not sure who he is. We, uh, we know who he is from the Navi. He was a descendant of Naphtali, uh, but we don't know, we're not 100% sure about his relationship to the Barak. She gives him uh, marching orders, right? like a better word. He says, you're going to go and you're going to fight in a place called Har Tavor. Uh, and you're going to take with you 10,000 men. Um, it's interesting, um, in, in the Shira, which is the next paragraph, because I'm probably not going to spend a lot of time on it uh, next week. 
about just a little bit. Um, Devora highlights the people that came to fight the wars, the Shvatim that sent represent, you know, army uh, um, soldiers to fight the war, and she criticizes some of the Shvatim that, that didn't come to fight the war. So, but here we know Naphtali and Zvulun for sure uh, sent, 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 um, sent soldiers. You're gonna go and you're gonna confront Sisera, right? Right. Despite the great army, despite the great, uh, the great um, challenge that that's in front of you, you're gonna go. You're gonna fight him, and Kadosh Baruch is gonna give you in his hand. So in a very in a very strange response, very strange response. So Barak listens and, and, and realizes that he has to get on his uh, on his shoulder. He has to put on his, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? The stripes, uh, the general stripes on 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 his soldiers. Right. One of the great lines of, of movies is, "Is you don't have to have stripes on 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 your arms to have honor." Right. Um, so anyway, so he um, so so he he said so so he. His response is very strange. He says, He said, uh, if I'll go with, if you go with me, meaning Devora should go with him to the war, uh, uh, um, then I'll go. So it's a hard, it's a hard statement. He, he said that the only way I'm going to go is as if you're with me. Meaning, I need your inspiration to go with me. Now, this is a, a strange comment because number one, he shouldn't have said that because because Devora said that a satia biyadecha that a kodesh baruchu. I'm telling you this as a niviyah. I'm telling you this as a prophetess that you should that you have to go and you should you, you're going to go and you're going to attack and you're going to be victorious. And Barak says, wait a second, I'm not going unless you go with me. So, so that was a, a problematic statement. Um, that, that, that was a statement that reflected that, that he wasn't didn't have 100% Amunah. He only had some Amunah. Like it's almost like he, like he said that the only way I, I'm willing to go is with the schus of Devorah. Like he understood who Devorah was and he understood the role that Devorah played, but he said that the only way I, I, I could be successful is if, if I see it. I don't have enough emuna in myself that, uh, that I could go. We're going to see that later with Gidon, uh, that Gidon asks Hashem for a sign before he goes to the war and um, the... the who says that Kiddon was, was testing himself, not a Kodesh Baruch Hu. He knew a Kodesh Baruch Hu was going to help him, but he, but he wanted to know if he was worthy of going to the war. We'll see that, we'll see that uh, in the next couple of weeks when we get to Gidon. Uh, anyway, anyway, so, so what we have here is, is, is uh, really a challenge to Bora. So what is, what is the Bora answer? Um, so, Vatomer, Halok Elechima. He says, he says to her, I'm sorry, she, I mean, he's, he says to, I'm sorry, she says to Barak, I'm going to go with you. Ephes, however, you lost your chance for the credit. That's right. Right. The glory is, is not, is not going to, 
when, when they tell this story throughout history, you'll be like, uh, you know, an undertone. Yeah, well, they'll know your name, but well, we're going to talk about Shiraz Tevora. Right? But, but, but if you look at the first Pasuk, what does it say? Matasha Devora Ubarak Ben Avinon. But yet we call it Shiraz Devora. Yeah. So, so you lost your chance at fame. Because Sisra is going to be uh, conquered by the hands of a woman. So the Machokas in the uh, Mepharshim, uh, exactly, exactly what that means. What does it mean that, that she's going to be, he's going to be captured in the hands of a woman? So, so the Radak says, Yesh Mepharshim, Shenimka Sisra So Radak says straight up, that, that Devorah is referring to how Yael is ultimately going to be the, um, the one who's going to kill Sisera. And, and once that happens, the, everything spirals uh, from, from that. Because we have the same uh, story uh, by Hanukkah of Yael. Um, the Rashi in Mesech Shavis quotes the story. Ramar writes in the Shulchan Aruch that in Hilfus Hanukkah that, the, that there's a minute to eat uh, dairy foods on Hanukkah. Um, and, and it's really based on a Rashi in, in Mesef Shabbos, where he tells the story of Yehudis, who uh, also, in a similar way that Yael destroyed Sisera, uh, killed the Greek general, who, who it was a terrible decree that, they would, that the women the first night would have to sleep with the, with the general. We have a, a very similar story. Our history go, go, goes on and on. Um, the story of, uh, in the Kinos, we tell the story of the boatload of boys and girls that were on their way to Rome, and, and they realized that the Romans were going to uh, violate them. It says that they, they, the girls jumped in first, and uh, into the sea first, uh, followed by the boys, and, and there was a tremendous Kiddush Hashem on their part. And, you know, we see this is a repeating uh, a story of, of, of challenges, of moral challenges that our people face and sometimes the, the moral challenge, we'll get to Yael, we're going to talk about, her, although her act seems immoral, but, but on, on face value, but if you look at it carefully, we're going to talk about something called Navera Lushma, and, and ultimately what she did was a tremendous Yeshua for Amisvah. And this again calls into the question whether she was Jewish or she wasn't, or, or she wasn't Jewish, that's, that's the whole question. Anyway, so the Radak says, Yesh Mefarshim Yael, Yael, who was, who again was the Yael, uh, defeated Sisera. And, and Devorah was telling him this as a Nevoah, as a prophecy. Radak says, but I don't like that shot. He says, uh, he says even, even though in, in, the, the simple meaning of that the, that the victory is going to be known in the hands of a woman, but I don't like that person. El Perishukah. If I go with you, the glory is not going to be yours. The Rathak says that the Boris said to her, I'm just telling you now, I go with you throughout history. They're going to talk about the great miracle of Devorah. And, and your name is going to be kind of secondary, under, underneath the radar 
uh, and, and only the people who open up Sefer Shoftim and read the Perek or listen to the Haftorah uh, for Parshas Peshala, only then will know the name Barak, um, uh, notwithstanding the former Israeli Prime Minister. Uh, but, uh, but, but that's what happens. He says, your lack of Amuna ha has kind of pushed you out of, out of the forefront, uh, which is interesting because we have the opposite when it came to Kolev and Yehoshua, right? And particularly Kolev, well, Yeshua obviously became Yeshua. I'm saying uh, Kalev, so it says, because he was the, the, the spy that stood up uh, for, for, for Moshe and for the Jewish people, so Kalev got special uh, treatment. He was given the city of Hebron, and, 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 you know, and his name is, 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 is preeminent uh, among, among our people. So, so here, so here he, and that's because he had the opposite. He knew the, what the Moraglim were up to, and, and, and he desperately davened at Mara Samachpela to get out of that story. And, and, and successful, and, and he was the opposite of this story, where Barak did not have the Amuna to go uh, and fight the battle. And, Devorah, and so the Radak says the real shot is that, is that they're going to talk about me, not about you, when they tell this story. It's going to be Shiraz Devorah. It's going to be the story of Devorah. You're, you know, you'll be just uh, the, the, na the narrative in, in the background. Okay. That, that you, know, uh, uh, you know, decisions in life, have, and that's also a message, that we make decisions. Uh, we have to make sometimes tough decisions of, of things that we need to do, and they have consequences. And, and sometimes you make, you know, tough decisions. Uh, I, I don't need to tell everyone here about the tough decisions about closing shul, the shul uh, during this pandemic, and it wasn't always popular with, with people, but, but I, I think it's uh, fair to say that, that, that all of us have closed our shuls when we did save probably many lives. And those of us who are continuing our shul here, you cannot dominate without a mask on. Uh, you know, I'm not sitting with one right now. That's just an example from everybody that's in the room. Um, but, uh, you know, we continue to practice those practices because we do care about, uh, about it. And you know it's difficult, but we make difficult decisions and sometimes people don't like it. And, and uh, but there are consequences. You make a decision. So had he made the decision the other way, then we would be talking about Barak at, at, as the headline. The headline would have read, Barak's army defeats the Sisera and the Canaanim. Instead it reads Deborah and, and, and the Jewish army defeats, defeats uh, uh, the Canaanim. And, and that's a consequence of, of an, either a decision or an indecision uh, that, that we make. And, and obviously our lives on a daily basis are filled with, you know, decisions that we have to make that impact ourselves, our family, our community, uh, 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 on Israel. That, that's very important. Now, uh, 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 we'll, we'll go on to about 9.10. Okay, so just uh, another few minutes and then we'll continue next week. By Azek Barak at Zulun, that Naftali Kedshah. So, okay, so, so Barak came and he took the army um, to Kedsha. Vayal the Raglav Aseret al he gathered 10,000 army. Interesting, um, later uh, when it comes to Gidon, we're going to see that although he also gathers a large army, we're going to see that, that, that Akadosh Baruch doesn't want him to go with the large army. It's very interesting that the contrast between what happens here and what happens in the next story uh, of Gidon. We'll, we'll get to that uh, in the next couple of weeks. Anyway. Batali mo Okay, so so Devor is there. She she's with them. The Khebara Kani Nifrad Mikhaim with Nechoval Kosei Moshe Vayedo Alon Sananema Sheres Kedash. So the Navi tells us a very interesting comment. 
tells us about the family of Kami. So we know Kami was one of the seven names of Yisrael. So we know that the Gemara and Zerachim, Kuf Yudzayin, points out that Yisrael converted, right? The Rashi at the beginning of Parshas Yisrael says about Yishma Yisrael, but Mashemua Shamao Ba. So, so our, our text of Rashi doesn't have the, 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 is missing a word from the Gemara. The Gemara says, Mashemua Shamao Ba Ben uh, that's that's the the text that uh, some reason Rashi has left out. Why did Yisrael come to Am Yisrael and he became a convert? So we know we know Yisrael was one of the avaya. The Medrash brings down as a Gemara Sota uh, that that Yisrael was one of the um, advisors to Paro when when Paro was deciding what to do with the children. And it says that Eov was silent, so he got he his punishment was he suffered. Uh, Bilam, who told them to kill him, so Bilam got killed in the end by Pinchas, and and Yisrael ran away, uh, and he was eventually he was put in Chayrim because he ran away because he rejected the idea. Anyway, eventually he comes to embrace uh, Yiddishkeit, although he doesn't stay, as the Torah tells us in Parshas Balosva. But one thing is clear from the Navi: uh, we see it here. We also see it when Shaul comes to attack Amalek, that there was a positive relationship between. The descendants of Yisro and uh, and the Jewish people they maintain their uh, a good relationship. So now, what's also important here is that the Kani and the Kananim also had a good relationship. So Am Yisro had a good relationship with them, and the Kananim had a good relationship, and that's going to open the door. So when Sisra runs away, and Yael, who's Ashes Chever Akeni, who's the wife of Chever Akeni, so when Yael invites him into the tent, he says, well, of course I should come. Yeah, we have, you know, we have, we have a very good relationship. We're going to come together and we're going to, you know, I know, I know I'm safe in your tent. So, so that's, that, that's why the Novi kind of inserts this a little bit to tell us to set the scene for the end of the parrot. And then it says, uh, Okay, so the word, so I don't need to tell you that when you start gathering an army, so the, so the word starts to spread. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the Eretz Israel Times and the, and the Kanani Times are saying to uh, J- J- Jewish people are gathering an army, getting ready to attack. Uh, now, now Sisera, who, who thinks he's invincible uh, because of his great uh, 900 uh, iron chariots, by Azek Sisera's code of both Tesha Meosrev that's the army, uh, Asherito, and he moves his army from a place called Mecharoshes Agoyim, El Nachal Kisham. Okay, so so Sisra is not at all uh, shaken by any movement of, of the Jewish people, and and he's ready to uh, to go and and in his in his view, he, he was ready to go and and destroy uh, the Jewish people. What a, so now once again. Now, now we know. Um, I mentioned uh, last week that you know, by every war, the Kohen Hamashuach, the Kohen, would go and speak to the people and tell them, uh, you know, whoever is afraid, whoever built, uh, just planted a vineyard, got married, is allowed to leave. So, in a similar fashion, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but it's the same concept. Devora comes to Bara, but Toma Devora El Bara Kum. Hashem. Right? Sounds. It's, it's poetically similar to Halal. Shmuel uses that poetic um, a form that David Amelech uses in Tehillim in the Parakim that we say as Halal. 
Zayayom is also a message that's, that sees the moment. The moment is now. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't first start chashboining, uh, how are we going to do this? The Vora tells Bora, now. Now is the time to act. And, so, and some, sometimes, in, in life, now many times in life we need to plan. And, and certainly that's true. But, so, but sometimes we need to act immediately. If we don't act, if we don't act immediately, then we, then we don't, then we could be in trouble. Uh, you know, on, on the other end, this happened to us, in, you know, from the other end. You know, in, in, in the Yom Kippur War, so when, uh, uh, we, know, we know what Nixon did. Uh, and, you know, when the word got to Nixon, what was going on, Nixon ordered that the planes and the tanks be sent immediately. No questions asked. He said, we'll figure out the problems later. Uh, that is uh, one of the uh, uh, stories told about the Yom Kippur War. You have to make a, a, a decision. That has, has to be done today. When, um, when a, a Eddie Jacobson went to President Truman, um, the, message that, the message that he, that he sent uh, President Truman despite that, uh, you know, that when he convinced him to meet with uh, Dr. Chaim Weitzman was that, that this, this is, has to happen now. We, we are at a critical point in our history. Zehayom. Now, you have to meet, you know, he begged President Truman to meet with him. And, 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 and Dr. Chaim Weitzman convinced him to, to support uh, uh, the establishment of the State of Israel. We know that, uh, that we were number one. President Truman was number one. That's a message. Zehayom. Don't wait. Uh, enough, uh, enough talk, enough planning. Uh, and and so so Barak goes and he takes the ten thousand uh, people, uh, and of course there's a there is a an unbelievable victory. Bayam is a great word. Hashem caused chaos, confusion among them. You know, you know uh, um, some of the descriptions, uh, you know, some of the famous pictures from the Six Day War of all the, uh, you know, the, the Mitla Pass where, where it has all the, the, the burnt out uh, military Egyptian uh, vehicles. You know, the, the description. Because remember, remember, after Israel knocked out the, the Air Force, they, they, they couldn't defend themselves. And there was, and, and, and Bombing was was terrible and chaos and and then this was an army that was trained with the most modern weapon from Russia and, and it was just by Yaham Hashem Hashem caused so so by Yaham Hashem it, it's not the only, again again back to what I said Shmuel Anovi is telling us look in the book Hashem not just by Sisra there'll be other times where by Yaham Hashem Hashem is going to cause a tremendous uh, um, confusion. Um, it's going to cause an, uh, an unbelievable, remember Cicero, nine, with his 900 iron chariots, an unbelievably trained army. The Egyptians, who were the Russians, giving them the most modern, updated weapons. Vayaham Hashem. Hashem on that day, on June 5th, 1967, was Vayaham Hashem. Hashem, Hashem, you know, if you, if, you read, uh, if you read some of the eyewitness accounts of the, some of the pilots, they flew like uh, seven feet, six feet over the over the Mediterranean Sea. Six feet, I'm six feet, I'm six one. <laughs> if I, if I, uh, right over here, right in my head. You imagine that? Uh, and for how many miles did they fly? Because, because, some, because they weren't driving the plane, somebody else was driving the plane. Uh, a, a greater force was, was driving the plane than the pilots. 
And that's the message by Yom Hashem, a sister of us called Recha, that's called Machaneh, with Icharev, with Icharev, with Nei Barak, Vayere Hashem, Neyal Amerikaba, Vayanas Baraglo. And sister himself gets off and, and, he, and he runs away. Okay, I think, I think we're going to stop here uh, and we'll talk about Yael. We'll begin with Yael next week before we get to the Shira uh, and, and to Gidon. Again, uh, thank you everyone from the Young Israel Hillcrest uh, for joining tonight. Um, Again, we're on. We're on next week. A few minutes after Minchamar, so you're about eight fifteen next next Sunday. Uh, we'll call it eight fifteen. Uh, you're welcome to join every Sunday. It's it's the again the entire series is is in memory of uh, uh, Rabbi Friedlander. Uh, so so please please come back um, and spread the word. Uh, people should be able to join, and it's the same way. It's the same log uh, login every week. So just save the login, and you'll be able to come in. Okay. Uh, have, have a good night, everyone. Have a good week. Please stay safe and please stay healthy. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. Rabbi, does Rashi say anything about Rabbi? Yeah, listen. Does uh, Rashi say anything about why Gavola told Barak, uh, "It's in your hand." Well, yeah, so, yeah, he said, he said that because, because he refused to go by himself. So yeah, that was, that was but, his punishment. So, yeah, so then, it's the then, she says, then, then she tells him. Uh, no, he still, he still, he still had to go and fight the war. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that was not. not the issue. Said, uh, in our hand, or you know. No, Biyadi Shah. It says in the hands of a woman. So, so the push-up shot is, is Yael, but Radak says it, Radak didn't like that. The Radak said it's no, okay. It has to be referring to Devorah. Hmm. So uh, basically, by, by, by hesitating, you lost your chance at fame. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, what he, that's what he told her. Yeah, so he became a footnote. Yeah, he became a footnote, and and it's so true. We don't talk about Barah. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I don't say for sure because I know it's for you. If you listen to the Haftorah for Parshas Peshalas, you know Barak's in this story. Well, have to get but out we of call it, what? But we call it Shiras Tavora. It's called even though even though the very first pasuk says Barak was part of the Shira. We don't call it Shiras Tavora or Barak. It's Shiras Tavora. She still got popular. Okay. All right. Yeah. Rabbi Weiss, how are yes. you? Richie Allen. Hi, how are you? Baruch Hashem, how are you? Thank God. How's your family? Baruch Hashem. Yum, yum. Everyone, everyone, everyone's good? Good. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it. How many years has it been since Camp Morasha? <laughs> A long time. <laughs> yes. 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 Baruch Hashem. Well, all the best. Nice year. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I'll do the dishes. <laughs>